Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. This is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, a.k.a. Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mind Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally. Hey, y'all. I'm Fern. And, um, well, these are very interesting times (laughs) to be living in. Uh, America's interestingness has unfortunately infected the rest of the world again. So... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Our bad. Uh, what is it now? It's the, there was the one in Japan and also Sri Lanka and also apparently Iran has, mm-hmm. has stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I am worried. But Our also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I'm Nicole. Uh my personal life is also in flux, so I I am just getting by and taking lots of naps. So, oh, sweet baby, like it's good flux. Like I'm not gonna complain, but also I just turned thirty and am in realty like purgatory. So yeah, if if the tweets get a little more unhinged, y'all know why. <laughs> It's okay to complain. You're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been living under a rock, but I've been trying just to survive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, y'all, it's Maria, and I uh, constantly have stomach issues. Yes, they are unfortunately chronic. Yep. But you know what they say hot girls have chronic stomach issues. I, don't know. <laughs> I blame mm-hmm. TikTok. Hot girls have IBS. Yep, you are the hottest of girls, so this tracks. Um, Yeah, so I haven't been keeping up with the world. I've just been, you know what, at some point in my life, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to wait for the aliens to take us out. Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. I wish. I'm just going to (laughs) live. Yep, yep. I feel like there's something going on in every country because I also just remembered England is also. Oh my God, how the fuck did we forget England? (laughs) It's probably the first time that's ever happened to them because they Uh, don't let anyone forget them. But I mean, neither do we. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh boy. But anyway. (laughs) Once again, just sorry for America. Just, just, just vaguely and in all the ways <laughs> yeah anytime our shit gets rocks we end up rocking everyone else's shit too but hopefully things elsewhere in the world are going better for other countries than it's going here so hopefully y'all get some positive change it looks like we're not going to god no anyway <laughs> why would you expect that anyway uh, yeah well this week <laughs> We are covering episode 17 of season two, the title of which is Climax, which makes me giggle like a (laughs) 12-year-old. But in the manga, manga, this is chapters 54 through 56. So I'm going to lead us through a synopsis that is once again, not very brief because a lot happened. 
Uh, but then I'm going to hand it off to Nicole for discussion topics, manga differences, and Easter eggs. So this episode opens up with a recap. We get Izuku and Shoto showing up to defend Tenya from Stain. Tenya has his little come to Jesus moment about how revenge isn't heroic, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then opening credits. Yes. And I, as I was watching this, I was like, Stain's English voice actor sounded so familiar. And it was like just in the opening credits, but I didn't find any roles that he's been in that I would recognize. So I am in another level of purgatory of I've heard him before, but no, I haven't. Why is my brain? Oh, how many hours did you spend on that? Be honest. I don't want to be honest, but it was too many. (laughs) So then we get a series of flashbacks from Tenya interspersed with shots of Izuku and Shoto fighting Stain. And we're reminded that Tensei is basically Tenya's All Might. And then we get a scene where Tensei explains to child Tenya um, that his motivation to become a hero is simply just, you know, to help people. And a direct quote is, if someone sees a lost child, they take the child to the service counter for lost children. So basically, you know, you see something, say something. Um, also baby Tanya not understanding the metaphor is just oh god he's so cute he's so adorable <laughs> he's so adorably autistic it's mm. fine uh this is a spoiler but my only thought after Fern's note was if only Tensei had found Tomra and not that useless old bag we First might have had all, a much better world <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Second of all, <laughs> my heart is now in pieces. Third of all, I don't need another fanfic idea. <laughs> yes, you do. You you must take you it. You need all of them. Yes. Oh, dear. Just imagine if Tensei had found Tomura and then somehow handed him off to All Might, who adopted him, and that dovetails into the Twitter fanfic that I've seen that I cannot remember the username for, but it's adorable. Oh my goodness. He would have been, oh, everything would have been so much better. Also, like, again, because all of the characters are like a different flavor of autistic. So like, (laughs) Ida and Tomura, or Tenya and Tomura growing up together would be just hilarious. I know, babies. Oh, all right. Well, moving aside from what we could have had Tomura and Tenya, Tenya growing up in the same household, just absolute bonkers uh in the english (laughs) tensei teases tenya for his robot arms and like (laughs) thank god somebody did uh also in the english he doesn't actually mention a child like in his whole metaphor but rather he actually just does want to help people and that since tenya looks up to him he has to be at his best so it's it's a little more understandable a little more straightforward than the (laughs) lost child (laughs) metaphor that broke everyone's heart Uh, yeah my uh, my notes were only like these kids are really going through rapid fire therapy lessons. <laughs> Good lord, aren't they? <laughs> but I also agree, baby Tanya is freaking adorable. Uh, he's so cute. So then we cut back to the present, and Tanya realizes that Stain's somewhat right about him in that his current motivation, or at least the way he's framed it for himself, isn't very heroic. Um, meanwhile, the fight is still raging. Izuku's injured and paralyzed, so Shoto is taking over often. Yes, and this is with Deku's adorable assists. Also, I know 
Ida's moment is like earlier in the plot for a reason because you know plot is important uh <laughs> so he could be there for Izuku in his angst adventure spoiler uh <laughs> can cannot wait that is so close to being animated Ugh, I need it uh and so like the other villains could follow Stain to the League of Villains spoiler again it's fine. Y'all, y'all are fine. Uh, but let's just imagine for a moment that his murder moment had come after Bakugo's emotional level up. Just imagine Bakugo lecturing him instead of Shoto. I need oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Mm. Um, it would probably go something like this. Uh, if you want to plot murder, then sure, they die but also focus on being a hero turbo boy and then die. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure they die is peak Katsuki. Mm -hmm. And then go die yourself. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So Stain invades Shoto's attacks and he almost cuts Shoto's arm off, but then Tenya's paralysis wears off just in time. And he propels himself in between them so that Stain's sword lands on his armor instead. Yeah, is it the Star Wars or is it just a foreshadow of, once again, spoiler, like, I don't know why this episode had a lot of call forwards into spoiler territory. Is this a foreshadow of Endeavor's fate or, or Horikoshi? It could be fucking both, Uh, but just leave people's arms alone, please. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. People losing arms is pretty common in the anime world. Good lord. It doesn't kill them, but- it does cause a uh, quote-unquote irreparable damage, so. Eh. Oh <laughs> Still. When I read the phrase irreparable damage, so like y'all know that TikTok sound, emotional damage, emotional damage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my brain just started playing irreparable damage, irreparable damage, <laughs> like over and over and over for like three fucking hours. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, But anyway. <laughs> Then the fight pauses for a philosophical discussion, you know, as one does, that totally is realistic and not at all weird. Uh, not, a, not at all a shonen trope at all. <laughs> um, but Tanya switched from quit fighting my fight to, oh shit, sorry for making y'all fight my fight. Um, so, you know, he's not quite there yet, but he's getting there. And Stain's like, don't pretend to have a change of heart. You're a cancer to hero society, blah, 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 blah. And then Shoto comes out of left field with like, you're an anachronistic fundamentalist murderer. Why the fuck would we listen to you? Like, (laughs) I don't know where Shoto came from in this episode, but he was on it. He was on it and he was correct the whole time. Uh, Also, Stain really doesn't understand how trauma makes people act out of character. So Tenya isn't actually a bad hero. Stain just made him angry. Yeah, also he's 15. Yeah. (laughs) Hormones, but also completely agree. Uh, Well, I kind of went deep in this. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, So while everyone has a fundamental personality, Trauma is a factor that can change pretty much everyone and act on extremes. So Ida is lucky that he found people who believe in him and who can knock some sense into him, honestly. Indeed. Indeed. We all need that from time to time. Yes. 
So the fight starts up again and Native, who's just, you know, been there in the corner the whole time. <laughs> He's just been laying there. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> well, he wakes up. He's not actually dead. And he tells them to run. But Shoto's like, no, 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 no. Like, he's flustered. We finally got him where we want him. Like, we've got to keep at it. And then this is followed by some really excellent battle analysis on his part. Yes, Shoto is basically channeling Izuku, but also in this part of the fight, Ida gets stabbed so many times. <laughs> so many. <laughs> I, um, I have to clear my throat. Shoto <laughs> <laughs> was using all of his five brain cells to the max. I'm sorry, Nicole, but also not sorry. Ida became a super speed pincushion. <laughs> he. I mean, that dovetails right into his uh, Sonic fanon identity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, immediately thought of the Sonic reference. Um, But anyway, then there's more fighting. Izuku's paralysis wears off and he rejoins the fight. More fighting. I hate describing fight scenes. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just fighting and the fight scene itself isn't really that long. So explaining it as more fighting is fine in this instance but I do want to make fun of Izuku and Ida because why else do I come to these recordings uh (laughs) I mean our lovely face well voices I guess yes yes exactly but also I need to make fun of these teenagers uh so Izuku says my leg's no good but that's okay Izuku sit down on your (laughs) off your injured leg dude and then Ida says, I will fight without my arms. Ida, also, sit down. What are these boys doing? (laughs) Yeah, they all need to sit down and just have, like, one long nap. Mm. At this point, like, a cuddle puddle, like, anything. Anything. I feel like... Baby cuddle puddle. I feel like a cuddle puddle would create such confusion in stain that he would not know what to do so it might also have worked in the fight (laughs) oh good lord oh man oh wow um but anyway (laughs) sorry i don't know why that threw me that's really funny um but cut to gran torino and endeavor uh where we last left them so these new Nomus also have multiple quirks like the original Nomu, um, but GT and Endeavor still managed to take one down together. And then we get a flashback to Shoto receiving Izuku's location drop and just ditching his dad right away, but not before passing on the location because he is a good smart boy. Yes, yes. And like in this moment, we get some Endeavor narration, gross. And I think he was referring to Shoto when he was being like, this bitch is better than I ever will be. But also he doesn't actually realize that until the spoiler second war arc because he's Endeavor and he's so fucking dumb. Yep. I had to pick up my microphone for this. Mm -hmm. Fuck his bitch ass mug ass face. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I like, I like tuned him out. Like literally I was just like, nope understandable understandable we both know that i do that um all the time uh so back to gran torino and endeavor who's like endeavor's like i got this covered gran torino you go to the location my kid mentioned and handle that and i'm gonna handle this over here yes and in the english at at one point endeavor just says i'm endeavor like as if that explains anything and i just want to take his stupid face and just knee it 
knee his nose back into his brain and just like, mm, bro, why? I hate you so much. Mm-hmm. I want to hit him where it hurts so he can never forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That too. And so- he can't reproduce ever again. <laughs> yeah. You're a little late, but okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> late than never. <laughs> Dear Christ. Oh, God. True, true. I guess we really can't risk him having more kids. But anyway, so we cut back to the Stain fight and the boys are working together in these synchronized attacks and Stain is having a really rough time with that. And eventually they do manage to knock him out. So good job, buddies. Yeah, they worked so well together. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Just had to go through a couple rounds of therapy first, but they got there in the end. Yes. And then we cut back to the other heroes who are honestly getting their asses handed to them by the other Nomus. But Endeavor shows up and saves the day or whatever. I am not impressed and I don't care how much science he knows. <laughs> also, dude, stop flambéing people without a trial. Seriously. He likes to saute them up before serving them up for hot, hot justice. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you can leave, okay? <laughs> Why does that sound like the intro to an Endeavor-themed porno? Because it is, and Maria needs to go to the corner for putting that in our brains. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it got into my brain. You're the one who flam- who used the word flambe, so I only did what was logical, okay? <laughs> and introduce the Endeavor porn that nobody wanted. Sure, sure. <laughs> Oh my if god. If I have so to suffer, you do too. Yeah. Oh, fair, fair. I guess so. But that is the basis of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So cut back to our kiddos and Stain is tied up. Native's gonna be okay. He's well enough to carry Izuku, who is once again incredibly injured. Uh, so the kids head back toward the street and they run into Gran Torino, followed by a bunch of other heroes who are all just completely flabbergasted that these children managed to catch the infamous hero killer. Yes. And also Gran Torino, uh, probably in one of those, the the cartoonish, uh, over-exaggerated physical moments, uh, he kicks Izuku in the face with his gross footholes. Like, <laughs> just... Just get out, old man. I'm tired of you. <laughs> I just find it so funny how grossed out you get, Nicole. They're f- footholes. How can you not be grossed out? Just imagine all the dirt that gets on your feet just oh. without holes. No, and we, just imagine. No, no, I gotta stop you right there. I'm gonna call it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't it's be doing gross. I assume he has like filters on them. No, they're just holes. Oh, <laughs> no, God. like like his shoes. Have filters on them. Uh, I I don't I don't care. Because... I want to never talk about this ever again. <laughs> My science brain just went to that. Uh, that's what I would assume, especially like if he has how tech savvy they are with their perks. I would assume they would put filters on there because there are microscopic filters that will keep everything out of them. But still, sure. they're footholes. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on past this. <laughs> So Tenya is still in his feelings because that's how he is. And he apologizes to Izuku and Shoto. And then they all have this nice little moment. Um, Izuku mentions that the fight took like 10 minutes, but felt like a long time. And I agree. Yes. Yes. It took forever. Uh, But also good job making amends slash apologizing Ida. But also, also Izuku, it's not your fault. Honey, go take a nap. (laughs) Oh God, for real. 
Yeah, Ida was really good about realizing his errors. Izuku, stop blaming yourself. Some people are just better at masking pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, he quite literally did everything he could feasibly do. Also, Mm -hmm. he's a child, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) funny. Mm -hmm. So then a flying Nobu appears and it tries to snatch Izuku, but then Stain bursts out of his ties cuts the Nomu to paralyze it, and catches Izuku as he and the Nomu fall, saving Izuku's life, and then Stain kills the Nomu. So they just threw this massive fucking twist right there at the end. Yeah, and it took like, what was it, 30 seconds? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, the boys need to work on their disarming because up the sleeve is the first place you put a small knife. Guys, come Mm -hmm. on. Yep. Yeah, it was a very quick reaction time. Also, how did no one check to make sure Stain didn't have any more weapons? Come on, heroes. Right? I don't even blame the kids. (laughs) I blame the pro heroes. Yeah, for real. For real. Good Lord. Um, But I guess if they had done that, then we couldn't have had that like little last minute interesting moment. So but also for everything we could have had another interesting moment and he (laughs) could also not be dead. We'll get to it. Yeah, so then we get a brief cut to Shiggy and Kurogiri, who have just been watching this whole time, because that's normal. And Shiggy is once again scratching himself, having a temper tantrum, the usual. Yes, and watching old Shiggy after just several chapters of new Shiggy in the manga, it's so weird just see, just seeing old Shiggy again. Mm-hmm. And his old voice is so annoying. <laughs> Like his voice actor is great and amazing, but I forgot how just annoying it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, he's literally just back to his old solo rampages. Bro, we get it. You're mad at the world for not giving you what you want. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. Uh Broken record. Yep. So then finally, we cut back to everyone else. All the heroes are freaking out about Stain being free. Endeavor shows up like, what the fuck is going on? And then Stain and Endeavor are about to fight. And God, I wish that would have happened. But instead, (coughs) sorry, instead Stain's rib pierces a lung and he freezes. So spoiler alert, when I first watched this, I assumed he was dead, but he is not dead and he will be back. Yes. And no one knows why he didn't, you know, uh, collapse when he passed out. But I mean, it's it's stain. Uh, But also in that moment, everyone is like so terrified of him just standing there talking. But like, y'all, he's not actually that scary. Y'all need to work on that. He's not even a good horror character. Yeah, he's just missing a nose. It's fine. Yeah, like. It's a, it's a little rude, actually, just to be staring at his disability. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but anyway, that is it for the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to dive right into discussion topics, and we are going to start with Tenya's motivation. Yeah, I love that Tenya's hero worship of his brother is honestly, it's like a less mature version of Izuku's admiration for All Might. And it also serves to emphasize like the progress that Izuku has just made, you know, learning not to exactly copy his hero. It's like both of them have had a hard time separating their hero worship from the reasons behind it. Like, you know, they admire their heroes because of their traits, not just for themselves. And Izuku is currently learning how to pursue those traits in his own way. 
Whereas Tanya's problem was that he was just still trying to be a carbon copy of his brother, and he didn't know how to connect to those traits that he admires with Tensei's absence. Right, exactly. And after his dual hit with Izuku, like when Izuku punched and I think Ida kicked or whatever, uh, Ida says, I will defeat you because you are a criminal. And this is good because he's defeating him rather than it being a one-off vengeance mission. So like, good job, way to overcome your automatic trauma response. But also, Tenya, please go to therapy and just work on your motivations still. Mm-hmm. Definitely agreed with the therapy. But Ida has grown a lot in this episode. He recognized the need to find his own path as well, which mm-hmm. eh. he needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to move on from Tanya because basically he did a naughty and <laughs> he, he, did he a recovered. Naughty. <laughs> uh, so because he was recovering from being naughty, we get Shoto just shining in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like we give Shoto a lot of grief and we tease him a lot for being uh, not very quick on the uptake sometimes, <laughs> but like, you know what? We got to give him his moment. Like his battle analysis was great. His sassiness was on point. Like he just had a really good brain day. Like yes. great job, buddy. He was amazing. I also love how he knew that Izuka, Izuku and Ida, good God. <laughs> Izuka, that's their. That's their name. ship name. Okay. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Anyway, I love that he knew that those two basically had the final hit down. He didn't even need to assist him in that moment. He was just happy to see his boyfriends being such good fighters and heroes. He was so proud. It was so cute. And Mm -hmm. it it was so sassy in this episode. You love to see it. Yeah, my boy used all five brain cells and I'm super proud of him. He did a good job. He He did so good. All right, so now- we're going to get sad and talk about the flying Nomu and like all the speculation around him. Yeah. So I was wondering, so if our theory is correct and this Nomu was originally the evil doctor's name, I can't remember, whatever, don't care. Garaki. His grandson. Yes. Uh, then I wonder if he snatched Izuku up because he was ordered to by Shigi or if he like somehow recognized Izuku and had a random moment of free will and tried to like snatch him to safety. And I know it's the first one, but like, just let me cry over things that aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) We can, we can all cry about why the Nomu chose Izuku out of all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also it's not just like our theory about it. It, It's like actually canon. So at the end of chapter 56, Horikoshi outright implies that the winged Nomu is Tsubasa, aka the winged boy from Katsuki's preschool crew. (laughs) And the end paper of that chapter mentioned that Horikoshi was working on a more detailed discussion, like of him and like where he's coming from. but I don't think he ever got to it because after the first 75 to 100 chapters, MHA as a whole just really picked up in popularity and the anime was getting going too. So I, I think he just got a heck of a lot busier and he didn't have time to include it like in the next few end papers mm. to really uh, confirm that Subasa was Garaki's grandson and was one of his experiments. Uh, spoiler, probably at the terrible 
not daycare that Toya ended up with. In. Oh God, that fucking daycare. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sobbing because mm-hmm. I was the first one who just was destroyed by this knowledge. And then obviously I had to get my cohorts onto this so that I wouldn't be the only one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yep. you for that. You're Again, welcome. basis of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Subasa means quote unquote wings, and is considering who the grandfather is, hmm. Also, another little bit of knowledge that I forgot to write on here. Um, so the grandfather actually was a part of uh, it had a part in a lot of orphanages. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he sure did. We will get to it in season six, and we're all gonna be very sad about it. Ooh. Wait, what if they like go into some Subasa information in the anime? And they just didn't <gasps> didn't get to it in the manga, Ooh, but that would be really cool, right? Because there's a, there's a specific time when they like get to Garaki and we get a lot of like just lore dump from him. So that would be the perfect mm-hmm. time to squeeze it in. So I'm gonna need mm-hmm. I'm gonna need Horikoshi to, to do that um, in the Ooh, past. Goodness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back in time and do that, Horikoshi. Also, yes. fuck you for the name. <laughs> I know. I like when I, I forgot Subasa meant wings until like I was like, huh, something about this seems familiar. And then I went to go see it and I was like, fucking hell. Fucking, mm-hmm. fucking Marcoshi and everything being so perfect. How dare he? Uh, anyway, we're going to move on from our tears of despair. Um, I really wish Stain hadn't killed the winged Nomu, but what can you do? Mm-hmm. So instead, we're going to focus on Stain saving Izuku. Yeah, again, this is another, this is just a spoiler heavy episode because there's just a ton of groundwork laid um, in this little arc that Horikoshi uses later. But this is the first time that someone who isn't necessarily involved with All Might um easily recognizes that Izuku is like um, All Might's spiritual heir. Like they have like very similar motivations. They have very similar instincts. Um, And someone who's only known Izuku for a few minutes was able to recognize that right away. Yes, exactly. And basically Stain just knows that Izuku isn't a fake or a faker. Uh, He's sensing he's just like All Might because Stain is also All Might's number one fan. He just recognizes that kindred spirit, even though his his part of it is a little bit twisted, a little bit not great (laughs) mental health. Yeah, he's he's got an actual obsession. Yeah, I I would say a little more than twisted, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Stain sees Izuku as like a quote-unquote true hero. So for that reason, he's going to save him. I mean, because he is the epitome of like hero that Stain wants to see. Mm -hmm. And the only other person he's found is, you know, All Might. All Might, yep. All right, so that is basically it for our discussion topics, but right now we actually have some more science, so we're going to go right into Maria's science corner. Yes, um, so I don't know who wrote this. <laughs> Me? It's okay. Endeavor's line when he was fighting that last Nomu. I, like I said, I blanked out on <laughs> everything he said. Fair. <laughs> but it's the quote that carbonized cells don't regenerate 
Um, and it's also called the incinerated cells ended up. So carbonization happens when organic materials such as cells, that's anything made up of like, you know, we call them organic, you know, anything that's alive mm -hmm. um, is converted into carbon by destructive distillation. So destructive distillation is basically the heating up of organic materials to very, very high temperatures. Um, so it basically makes any type of like cell or um, living thing become something like coil or oil, etc. cetera. Uh, so basically the, the cells are heated up to a point where they become fuel. And since everything that helps the cell grow, especially oxygen is up in flames, <laughs> kind of makes sense for the cells not to regenerate. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, I still don't want to give Endeavor points for knowing something, but fine. Oh, yeah, no, zero points. We're giving Maria <laughs> all of Endeavor's points. Yes, yes. I'm glad y'all caught that because I, I legitimately just blanked <laughs> out. I was like, ah. You're all good. You're all good. Yeah, yeah. It's very easy to just blank out anything smart Endeavor says because it's just a fluke of him being him. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So from here, we're going to go into the manga differences and Easter eggs. So in chapter 54, uh, Ida also flashes back to the entrance exam, like during his flashback to when Tensei was explaining his hero motivations. Uh, and he specifically flashes back to where Izuku saved Ochako and mm. Tenya realized he wasn't being heroic in that moment too. But this was cut from the anime rudely. Yeah, that that's weird because that's like important. Yeah, it's quite important. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Um, and then in chapter 55, it's not really a difference, but it was funny. Uh, so like Endeavor set, tells Shoto to put his phone down and watch him doing his work because Endeavor is just a boomer and terrible. <laughs> uh, but it's also really funny when you think of how in a few arcs, uh, spoiler, Endeavor keeps getting ghosted by Shoto and he won't answer his text. So he's like cemented to his own phone too. And it's just- Oh, that uh, is hysterical. That's yeah. a great parallel. It, it, Endeavor, shut up, basically. Just forever. Mm-hmm. All right, so from here, we're going to actually get some Easter eggs. Like like we've been saying, this episode is just calling forward to so much out in the other arcs and also out into other media. Uh, so first, uh, like the first Nomu is like the one that Gran Torino and Endeavor beat together, although I think it was Gran Torino who beat him. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that Nomu has multiple quirks, and I want to point out that one of them is just being a flurkin from the MCU, aka oh my God. the cat in Captain Marvel that can just eat anything with its giant mouth tentacles. And like, <laughs> Horikoshi, we see you. We see what you're doing. You're just stealing everything. Oh my God. I love it. <sighs> anyway, so the next one... Again, it isn't really an Easter egg in canon, but I need it for fanon reasons. And they found just some random rope that somebody threw out to tie 
staying up so we didn't go anywhere and i need to know who actually throws out perfectly good rope (laughs) and if it's like a side cannon to like some other character who was using rope for some reason uh like i don't know why my brain latched onto this so leave me alone in my pondering but also tell me who threw it out because i i need to know i i need it (laughs) So fun fact, right now I am very, very slowly reading the Lord of the Rings books. And in the first one, Samwise Gamgee spends like the entire book fixated on the fact that he doesn't have rope, but he really wants rope because he figures it'll be useful. And spoiler alert, it does become useful. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you are Sam. Sam is you. I just thought that was so funny. I'm upset by this because I am not a loader person and just every connection is trying to convince me that I need to become a loader person and just like, no, no, there's, there's too many dudes in that universe. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing to do is pretend that they're all gender non-conforming and just using he, him pronouns for simplicity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The elves (laughs) at the very least are Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, the dwarves. Yes. But also the hobbits. Like, but also the humans. Everyone is sus. Everyone is is sus though. Everyone is sus, especially when you think about Tolkien and who he was friends with. And just, there's just a lot there, but also this is not a Lord of the Rings podcast. (laughs) I wish it was. (sighs) Maybe we'll talk about it later in a bonus. All right. So then like the biggest Easter egg actually in this episode, um, back to Stain. Uh, as I was watching this episode, I just realized that basically Stain was babbling because he's Stain mm-hmm. when he was first attacking Native. And the way he actually talked about the Nomus and about Shiggy made it seem like he was familiar with them and or that Shiggy was not going along with whatever plan they might have had. So I bet uh, Native's like testimony bandits can y'all hear him barking yeah poor baby (laughs) anyway um bandit they can't hear me so i'm wondering like if natives like testimony or his debriefing or whatever happens really led to like all the news coverage that basically led people to think that stain was with the league of villains even though he wasn't yeah it's just interesting to think about yeah i bet i think that's a reasonable assumption yep and of course it's not actually shown at least that i remember how the connection was formed but i'm sure we'll find out as we do this rewatch (laughs) so from that uh we're gonna there is like a spoiler uh because at least in the english stain actually says that he'll take back the word hero and later in his arc he kind of does when he comes back after the prison break arc and just a little bit for himself personally at least yes and for all women (laughs) 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 oh i can't wait till that gets animated at least to the fandom yes he did completely uh rehab his image (laughs) And became All Might's boyfriend. Anyway, yep. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, 
also in the manga and like I guess not in the anime um the dialogue is he says if I don't reclaim my hero status so at some point Stain actually thought of himself as a hero and of course that made me think back to Vigilantes when Mm -hmm. Stain popped up in the spinoff when he was still referring to himself as Stendhal and Stendhal was a vigilante but I'm betting he thought as Stendhal he was being a hero because he's conflating vigilante and heroes and like knowing how twisted up his brain is that makes total sense so like I want more information on Stane's background, please. Thank you. Yeah, same. Also considering that like the entire point of vigilantes is exploring that fine line between mm-hmm. vigilante and hero. I think that makes sense. Yep, definitely. Uh, anyway, the final Easter egg is that one of Manuel's sidekicks looks like Kakashi from Naruto. And I hate <laughs> that I know that. Hi. <laughs> freaking love kakashi i know is kakashi the soft porn one that one has a miniature of okay yes Yes. yeah he's with the like the white silver hair and the and the forehead sash yeah one of the sidekicks looks exactly like that whole aesthetic so i was like yeah i mean a lot of like i said a lot of animes will pick like main characters from other animes and make them like guest appearances that's so it, cute it would make sense because it, it it's undeniable but anyway that's all the all the easter eggs i got <laughs> well kakashi can be in whatever the hell he wants as far as i'm concerned yes he is wonderful and perfect even though i've never seen naruto nor do i plan on watching naruto no, but he's never perfect. <laughs> no nothing it's about fine. this guy i i will give you all the update on Kakashi because he has been my number one for a very long time until uh uh, what's his name from Yona came and just Hawk yeah Hawk just kicked him out of the park Kakashi's my number two now (laughs) (laughs) he's your number two bitch (laughs) (laughs) all right well any final comments uh I'm tired. Also, throughout this entire episode, I like have no memory of actually taking any of these notes. So I was just, I was just reading as if I was cold reading it. So that's just where my brain is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got a whole other episode to do after this one. So hang in there, champ. You got this. I can do it. But also, I have my brain. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> well we make maria do all the talking in the next one so. yeah that's, that's true we'll, we'll just be screaming alongside her exactly <sighs> there's gonna be so much screaming in that episode and i'm at the bottom of my drink so i am ready yeah hell Trimed yeah and ready all right well let's go ahead and close this so we can get to the fun all right this has been my hero analysis you'll hear us again soon and in the meantime go beyond plus ultra and thirst responsibly bye y'all Thanks again for listening. Theme music is The Happy Cowboy by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under at myheroanalysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all. Bye.